we actually have delivered um, to inmates in prison. Um, and I want you to reflect and on one thing, because I think this deserves a whole episode of itself, on one thing that you learned from our experience in prison. Yeah, I remember that experience very, very well. Um... Hello and welcome to Walk Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy and I'm with my co-host, my bro, Jax. How are you today? Hey, Pia. I'm very well. I'm very good. Um, at the time of shooting this, this uh, episode, we are in uh, early June. Of course, so much is going on uh, in the uh, economy. Um, some things look like doom and gloom. But for some reason, I'm still very optimistic. I'm still very um, confident. And I think it all comes down to being financially educated. Um, and I think today I was actually thinking, goodness me, I'm so happy that I've taken time out to really um, educate myself so that I'm prepared for situations like this and also can take advantage of them as well. So, yeah, I'm in a bit of a reflective mode, if that makes sense. And I'm just quite um, kind of satisfied that I've been, I've been intentional and proactive with my educational journey when it comes to personal finances. Love it, man. And in the last episode, we were talking a bit about, you know, uh, we might be hitting a recession soon um, and how can we better prepare and be ready for such thing? Um, and we was, of course, touching on the importance of um, finance and education around finance. And that's going to link nicely in today's episode as well. But um, one of the other reasons why, well, I am relaxed and hopefully you're a bit relaxed right now, uh, Jax, because it's the Jubilee weekend. So um, we get two days off on bank holiday which is very weird over here in the UK because that never happens and um, so it's quite a relaxed one man how you been spending your bank holiday weekend yeah it's been it's been interesting because it's like the days are going and it's hard to even tell what day it is sometimes uh because the weekdays for like weekends etc and after the after the weekends uh, sorry the weekdays that feel like weekends mm. you feel as if you should be getting ready for work but then you've got a weekend <laughs> so <laughs> exactly right it's, it's it's very very uh very interesting um so yeah i've i've spent a majority of it um i think just yesterday which was the um the second day of the jubilee weekend um i spent it with the fiance um, we went over to have a brunch with a few of her mates as well. Um, and then we all went over to my parents and spent some time with my my, um, my immediate family. Um, so that was really nice, really nice getting to know some of her friends in a bit more detail and spending time with family. Um, and I've also spent some time alone as well, just reflecting. Um, and of course, as I said, I was reflecting on just where we are in the, in the economy right now um, and just really looking at how over the past, let's say, decade, where I've been doing a lot of personal finance education, how it's kind of served me well um, and allowed me to be in a place where um, I'm not panicking kind of thing. Um, and, and that's been really, really interesting. So, yeah, today, especially, um, we're recording this on the 3rd of June. I've actually been um, in a very reflective mode. I love that, man. I love that. Just that period of uh, reflection and, of course, sewing out things for your future as well. But um, no, I think it, it's been a nice space to do just that as well. Um, and, you know, on the, the, on the piece around financial education, you know, that, that does link in to a lot about why we do what we do here at Walk Finance, which we'll 
go into a bit more um, as per the topic of this episode. But before we do that, I'm going to take a pause and just give a massive shout out to all of our listeners tuning in wherever you are in the world. Please keep doing what you're doing, liking, subscribing, commenting and all of that good stuff. Keep telling us what you want to hear about, man, what discussions you want Jackson and I to, to bring up in relation to personal finance. Um, and yeah, man, and even if you um, think that there's particular types of guests you want us to invite um, to the uh, podcast, feel free to just reach out to us, man. We're always happy to listen to any recommendations. But Jax, on the piece of um, being um, educated around personal finance, of course, we started Woke Finance a few years ago, back in 2019, um, with the intention to educate young people um who you know we always say that when me and you were growing up jacks we we never had the opportunity to really be exposed to the topic um of personal finance um at home we never really spoke about it uh growing up in the home on the dinner table and having dinner and probably just if not worse we weren't taught about it in school um, bearing in mind we go through the whole school system um, and education to get a career which in effect brings us income right um, which is just weird um, so you know that's why we started Woke Finance to do a lot of work with young people and myself and Jax we've been out um, across um, parts of England um, particularly um, this side of the uh, this year um, 2022 um, over the last few months delivering to young people all over man um, young people of different backgrounds predominantly young people um, from lower income backgrounds um, and doing different types of workshops but Jax before we even go into that deep deep detail on how they've been well it'll just be good to hear from you how have you found the journey so far I mean we we were doing this before the pandemic, but less so because the pandemic just came out of nowhere in 2020, um, a few months after we started. But now we've actually been going out in person and obviously still continue to do virtual work as well. But how have you been finding it? Yeah, Peter, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, of course, as you said, you know, during the pandemic, we held some programs and workshops, etc., online which were fantastic um, and I enjoyed those too but I think actually being able to uh, meet young people in person has been absolutely amazing um, the experience of being able to share and as I said it is quite different when you actually meet people in person the energy you get to feel the energy they get to feel your energy as well you get to kind of um, you know feel if they're catching what you're saying um, if they're really understanding it you know um, I guess even sometimes even the banter feels different when you are in person so I've really really enjoyed it um, I've really enjoyed it, the experience and I think for us it's also an experience whilst we are educating and, and, and providing as much information as, and guidance as possible I think for us we, we actually enjoy it as well and I think that's something that's um, made um, running work finance programs, workshops and stuff like that, it's been e- easier, um, albeit it is work. It is, it's been easier because we absolutely enjoy what we do. Hmm. No, I love that, just that bit. And, you know, it, it, it is work, you know, and in, in that work, a lot of it comes with um, tailoring our workshops and our programs to meet the needs of the youth provider, who you know, whoever's referring us um, or w- partnering us to work with their young people, the needs, of course, the young people as well, in terms of what they want to understand a bit more about as well. But you're so right, doing things in person. I mean, 
so like myself, I have over decades and worth of experience with working with young people in different settings and nothing will never, you know, tri- triumph um, in-person work um, as great as things and innovative things can be digitally and on Zoom and online, all of that stuff, nothing will be um, in-person work, you know. Um, and so no, it's been, I, I agree, Jacks, man, it's been amazing. We've worked with group numbers of what 15 up to like nearly 40 young people in one go on you know one hour sessions half day sessions if you remember we got we are fortunate enough to deliver in the Emirates Stadium what's well, saying not Emirates Stadium Wembley Stadium yeah you're, you're too stuck as an Arsenal fan the first thing I came to mind was Emirates <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean that was such an experience yeah we delivered um a short workshop um, over at Wembley Stadium. And then we also got a nice uh, tour around the stadium as well with the young people. Um, and that was very, very interesting. I mean, you would have been, uh, you would have found it hard to distinguish between us and the young people as to who was so excited about the actual tour. <laughs> <laughs> we got to sit down in uh, the changing room and take pictures with all of the footballers' uh, shirts as well. So Saka, Sterling, a few... Uh, uh, rubbish Man United players but other than that it was oh. really, really good <laughs> when I thought about rubbish or oh, yeah Jaden Sancho Rashford uh, Maguire etc so yeah it was it was such a fun experience um, and again just meeting the young people as well in person and um, being able to run a workshop and seeing um, and getting, seeing them get involved and their contributions as well was very very fun I think I really enjoyed it no, absolutely. And when you think of the stuff that we have delivered, particularly in more recent times, we'll talk a bit about the actual programme, which is slightly different to like a day workshop. But when you think of stuff that we have delivered, uh, so from um, budgeting, um, money mindset, uh, talking a bit about different areas of personal finance, whether it's debt, investing, all of that stuff. From, your, from what you've seen, um, what do you think or what do you feel is is that sort of light bulb moment when you speak about a topic, when you look at the young people and you really see them starting to really grasp it and you see how valuable it's been? What do you think or what topic do you feel is usually that light bulb moment for young people? Do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll probably say it's the money mindset one. Mm. I think that's the one that really, really triggers them because, um, you know, when we talk about personal finance and any, anything education, it's usually... Um, you know, people are more, they're kind of expecting something technical mm. um, and something much more maybe quantitative when we talk about finance. Um, so yes, of course, we talk about things uh, such as budgeting, which is extremely important. But before we even get there, when we start speaking about the money mindset and actually exposing them that there are different types of mindsets, some mm. healthy and some unhealthy, it's, I think you really see it in their faces. They realize, oh my gosh, I have this bad mindset. <laughs> Oh, I have this good mindset. You know, we talk about things like the scarcity mindset, the lack mindset, for example, um, instant gratification, these kind of things. Um, and even the fact that there are technical terms to explain these things, um, show, and allowing them to see that it is a real thing, um, the thing that they're experiencing, or the mindset that they've probably picked up from their parents or just, you know, from whatever they consume. Um, they realize actually this is a real thing and, and this is actually a bad money mindset or I'm actually on the right path having this good money mindset. So I think that's the, I would say out of all the workshops or topics that we cover, I think the money mindset might be the one that really, really um, opens the eyes of the young people um, and is a starting point before we can even move into anything really. I love that because 
it's um it's something different and not expected when you hear of you know personal finance workshops you know you're gonna you're gonna hear things like budgeting and savings um you you expect that right but with the mindset it's almost before you even get good at savings before you even get good at i don't know managing debt or investing etc you need to ensure that you have the right mindset um, and this is for someone of any age and you know it's always interesting when we always talk about saying that this is a long-term approach you know it's about developing good um habits when it comes to money and just in general in life which builds up over time and they actually be- become good habits so no i i agree man i love it when we identify some of those bad um mindsets um when it comes to to, to money and also when the young people contribute and they say, you know, I'm not going to lie, this is a bad mindset that I've developed over time. I'm not even sure where it came from. Um, and then they, we start, you know, almost troubleshooting how one can um, overcome some of those mindsets as well. Yeah, I love, I love that word troubleshooting because, you know, it is that recognition of, oh my gosh, this is a bad money mindset. This mm. is, you know, this is something. And I, I guess it's where they, you know, where bad money mindsets have been normalized um so much so that they don't even recognize it and then they, they do hear it from us that oh my gosh this thing that i keep doing this instant gratification that i keep wanting to feel mm. um is, is something that actually exists and i actually need to tackle it and think about what the actual pros and cons of these things are you know what are the consequences the long-term consequences of consistently uh, falling victim to instant gratification mm. for example um and then actually you know, using ourselves as examples as well. I think that's been good um, because we are quite relatable. Mm. And I think that's where work finance really differentiates itself from anywhere, anyone else. Mm. Um, we are very, very relatable. We're not too far gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not too old, for example. <laughs> uh, we very much remember our youth and we can relate to the young people. And, and I think that makes them feel much more comfortable mm. um, to, to kind of believe what we're saying because even the examples they're using, we can use the same example because we've done the same things. Um, and I think that really makes them feel um, really uh, confident to share their ideas and actually to learn and move forward. Hmm. No, absolutely. In, in in agreement with that. And, you know, you spoke about um, examples of uh, money mindsets um, as well um, and, uh, you know, good and bad. And we, we must do a, a separate episode on this sometime, Jax. But one of the bad money mindsets, which you mentioned, was having a scarcity um, and lack mentality. And for our listeners, and we did actually do an episode on this, um, it's called Dealing with the Scarcity and Lack Mentality. Um, that's episode 76. So do make sure you check that out. It was really eye-opening and a nice discussion between um myself and Jax. Um Jax, you said some money mindsets, um, bad money mindsets have become uh what's the word you use? Normalized. Can yes. you give an example? So I would I would say is a gratification is probably the one, yes. right? Um, you know, you look you look at how um business works and how the, the kind of consumerism that takes place in our current economy. And do you know what the truth of the matter is, yes. We do need consumption to take place for growth to happen, um, for our economy to grow, GDP to grow. We do need mm-hmm. consumption. But, you know, and we do need, need businesses to, of, of course, be uh, profitable, et cetera, um, because they are the ones who then hire people, et cetera, et cetera. But when you see how everything works, you know, in terms of um, you'll be watching a TV show and it'll be an advert, you'll be on your phone, it'll be an advert. Everything is designed 
for us to spend. Mm. <laughs> everything is trying to catch our attention. Everything is trying to get a bit of our money. Um, and we see that as very, very much normal. Um, we see ideology such as uh, whenever you get paid, um, you know, treat yourself first and then save what's left. Whereas uh, some mindsets will say, actually, pay yourself first. You know, it's something that we, we both agree on. You know, pay yourself first, put some money into savings, pay off some debt first, and then you can enjoy what's what's left over. Or you can actually, rather than just enjoy what's left over, actually be much more intentional um, by actually having a budget in place mm. so that you're actually telling your money where to go and you're not so surprised when things go go a certain type of way. You're not, you're not coming to the end of the month and, you know, shocked that you have no money left over. Hmm. So, yeah, instant gratification, for example, and just spending kind of, um, what's what I'm looking for, kind of um, sporadically is, is something that's, you know, very, very common in our society. Um, it's something that we, we just tend to do, you know, mm. or, for example, buying things that we can't afford. Um, things that we buy so that we can fit into society. Mm. Um, the background that we're from, Peter, we, we know, you know, when we grew up, we were, you know, uh, the kind of people that we saw that looked like us, sounded like us, and had the same background as, as us, the the successful ones or the ones we felt were successful were all kind of entertainers. Yeah. So yeah. there were either people that were, you know, rappers or, or uh, let's say, actors and actresses or, or let's say, uh, sports people. Mm. So we grew up thinking that's, that's the only way to become yeah. successful. That's the only way we can become successful. Um, but then again, as time has gone on and as what finance we introduce people to the idea that you know th those things are great um and if that's your passion and purpose then absolutely go for it um but there are other avenues um to 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 success or whatever people define as success mm. so that's something that's also important and of course understanding that you do not need to so-called keep up with the joneses so mm. you do not need to <laughs> try and keep up with the next door neighbor who has just gone and bought a new car mm. um or, or or the new or, or going on the most luxurious holidays because you don't actually know what they are doing to afford that um and that's that's something that you know when we speak to the young people and we introduce the idea of keeping up with the joneses and we actually look at some real life examples of how that happens and from a very young age um the peer pressure that takes place it really, really uh, triggers them when they realise actually the majority of them, we will say, are probably subject to that, that bad money mindset. Mm. Um, and what's interesting, Peter, is when we're doing these sessions and we have the, uh, the adults around, um, we have their teachers yeah. uh, or their supervisors, or they're very engaged. We, in their yeah. We've seen these <laughs> sessions where their parents have come as well. Yeah, yeah, the parents are there and, and the teachers and etc. They're all listening, thinking, mm. gosh, we, we are learning from this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're learning as well. Um, because you know, what fun is yes, we we target uh young people. Of course, this podcast is for everybody, and we actually target probably the older generation on the podcast, but the actual work that we do, yeah, we focus on the young people. Mm. But actually, yes, as the parents join our sessions, as teachers join our sessions, um, our supervising they learn a lot as well and they're very much engaged as well so i find that really really fun because again personal finance is something that we all have to learn um but yes it's much better when you start um from a very young age we believe hmm. you you know what as you're just talking and just linking on the whole bad money mindset um one of them of course is around you know wanted to get it's the instant gratification wanted to get uh, fast money and 
you know, one of the things that people can fall victim to is, of course, uh, fraud, and um, particularly, you know, when you're in a particular circumstances. And, you know, let, let's be honest, over here in the UK as well, um, a lot of young people get caught up in that. And one of the work uh, workshops that we was delivering, a lot of the young people were a bit, you know, wow, like, this is um this is uh, quite big but then a lot of them could just relate because they've been approached to by someone and this do you want to talk a bit more about that actually because that was really interesting yeah so this one we talk about financial crime um where young people are targeted to be used as what we call money mules um but to cut a long story short uh, they are their accounts are being basically being used uh, for money laundering and of course when you come from a very young uh sorry very listen I don't want to use the word poor, but when you come low from income, a low income, low income, low income yeah. that's the word, yeah. When you come from a low income uh, background um, and someone comes to you, and, and by the way, you're, you're innocent in this, yeah. initially anyway, um, so, someone comes to you and, you know, presents the idea of, of free money um, and you all you have to do is give them potentially your bank details and maybe you have to take the money back out, etc. cetera. Uh, you don't see the risk. You know, you just see it as a great opportunity. Some the, the truth is deep down, you know something's not right, but you don't yeah. actually know what it is. Uh, but you know, you feel well. I mean, if this person is even going to pay me five hundred pounds, goodness me, I've never seen that much money in my life. Mm. You know, for something that you feel as if it's risk free. Um, so what a lot of young people may do was we'll just go ahead with it, and that's that's you know that's why they target young people mm. and they target the innocent, which obviously drives me mad. But that's that's why what happens, and it happens a lot. So, yeah, obviously, when we told the young people about it, they probably have maybe experienced it themselves before. They don't tell us, but, um, you know, maybe they've experienced it themselves or they've, they've been approached before or they've seen other, other people being approached, et cetera. And they never really understood what was happening. Mm. When we are able to actually dissect what is happening, understanding that the, the money that they may be thinking about accepting into their bank account are the proceeds of crime. Mm then it really, really opens their eyes. And then they realize actually this thing is wrong. Um, and then we also talk about the consequences for them mm. of such a thing. So it's not just so much, oh, you're doing something wrong that's you know politically incorrect, for example, but actually what you're doing has consequences on you. Um, your bank account might be shut. You may be blacklisted. Um, you may be you know, seen as a four-star yourself. Mm. Uh, these are kind of things these are the consequences that come with um, getting involved even though you believed you was innocent um, so it's really important for us to let you, uh, the young people know about this um, so that they're better prepared um, again understanding the consequences is one way to prepare them for, for obviously not engaging in such things so yeah again what's really interesting is even though they may have come across the idea of, of, of these things before they never knew what was really happening and also the consequences and I think being able to educate them on that is really really good uh 100% agree man I just think yeah whenever we we go through sessions like that you can just see you know eyes brighten brightening and eyes wide open and with interest as well and you know obviously you know taking a slang away from it you know you hear acs 419 all of that jazz but we kind of just break it down in a way which is digestible and actually understand what's going on behind the scenes but also as you said jacks man it's the longer term consequences man um and it's it's never from a uh you know a blaming game we all fall victim of something at some point in life it's about you know sharing our experiences what can we learn from it and what can we do to make sure 
we um, mitigate the chances of those things happening to us as well, man, from a younger age. Absolutely, absolutely. And before, like, you know, I walked from us before as if education is is the way to do that. Mm. You know, the more educated and the better informed we are and young people are, then, you know, we have, we can make better decisions. We can make better informed decisions. Um, so that's that's really good yeah that's it man um just sticking on the topic of young people now this is you know why we set it up but as a reminder i guess why is it really important that all young people have you know access to um i guess education when it comes to personal finance because even when we still speak to young people today they are a lot of this stuff is new to them they might have heard this word on that word maybe on the news where they flipped on a you know a financial channel your bloomberg's your cnbc television all of that jazz they might have just heard one or two words but a lot of them tell us they this is all new information these are 16 to 21 year olds why is it so important in your opinion for young people to be exposed to this Oh mate, I can write a whole a whole dissertation on this because it's 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 very very it's a deep question. Um, and the answer the answers are plentiful. Mm. Um, you know, from the simple things of you know, it's just great to um get young people into into good habits from a young age because habits are formed from a young age. So if you can start it from a young age, it becomes a norm and it becomes a part of your life. Mm. Actually, it's more about the end goal. Um, and the end goal is how young people are able to actually contribute towards society in a positive way um, and also how they can look after themselves. I, I feel as if, and this is more on, on a personal level, you know, we talk about um, government intervention into, into, the, into uh, economics or financial markets, mm. um, looking after people and, and having a welfare system, et cetera. Um, or, you know, we talk about, for example, going through periods um, like we did um, in, in 2020, where things such as this fiscal stimulus was sent out, essentially just literally giving people money. Mm. Um, and I, I understand it, and I feel like there is definitely a case for government intervention and central bank intervention to manage the economy and manage people. But I think sometimes you don't need to just, just give people fish, you need to teach people how to fish. Mm. Um, there's no point giving people money to survive if they are not very well educated, for example, on how to use that money mm. to survive. Because all that then happens is it creates dependency. Mm. Um, sometimes it even creates a, an entitlement culture where, mm. you know, sometimes people would believe that they just deserve money from the sky mm. or from the government, for example. And that's, that's not how the world works and that's mm. not how it should work. Um, so that's, that's something else as well. Um, but for me, I think the big one, it, it really comes down to um, really looking at even the data and looking at, you know, what happens with people that don't have education. When you look at societies, for example, that have a high um, income and wealth gap, so what I mean by that is the the, um, the richest people in society are so far gone compared to the you know the the lower income or the lower bound of that of that um, sample set. Um, you realize it's so wide, and let's say you have the top one percent that basically control or have 95% and then the rest have to share the 5%. Mm. What you find in these kind of economies is that there is um, a high rate of crime. Mm. There is a very high rate of crime and it's, it's very well correlated because when people don't feel as if um, they, when people feel like they've been done unfairly, they then look for um, 
easy ways <laughs> to kind of settle the score. Um, so I think, yeah, that's something else that I really, on a personal level, really um, think is very important to understand that, you know, if we can make education um, accessible to all um, in the right way, um, and of course there is a lot of information out there, there is some misinformation as well, and that's another topic for another day, but, mm. you know, the more educated people are in the society, are, I feel as if the better it is for the whole economy as a whole, so that young people can contribute to society, contribute to the economy in a positive way, um, you know, because they are, you know, agents of the economy. They are people that can contribute energy, time, resources, capital towards the economy as well. And they can only do that if they have the tools to do that. And that's, and I think personal finance is one of the biggest tools, if not the biggest, Mm -hmm. just being able to understand finance, understand money, how to use money, how to make money, how to protect themselves from chaos and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. I see why you say you could write a dissertation on this and, one day, buddy. Well, we I know the plans you have, Jack. So <laughs> I look forward to what you put out there in the wider community because I'll be one of the first ones reading that. Love it, love it. Yeah. That's bad. Um, no, thank you for that, Jack. That's super important. And I'm just so I'm 100% in agree in, in agreement, man. I think you know our. our all young uh, people need to have that access, and you know, obviously, we we. We, 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 we are warm towards those from our community because we've gone through our experience with sharing through our lived experience. We want to be able to show that we are giving back and also continue to, as we progress, we continue to bring people um, into that progression and obviously separately in their own journeys, but we're also ensuring that everyone's on that journey as well. Or we're trying to ensure that our young people are on that journey because we we get it, man. If you grow up in a particular household, it's not easy. That's not a priority. It's only when you actually come out of education, um, university perhaps, and then you start working and it, all of a sudden it starts to become a priority. But it's so important that we, we are you know, exposing young people to these conversations from early, man. Yeah, and, and, and you've, you've given an example of answering your own question, you know, why is it so important? Because, you know, like you said, sometimes you don't, it's, it's, it's still a bit absurd to me that we don't learn these things in, in school um, or, or at home. For the, and, and the thing is, let's be honest, uh, some of us that come from low-income backgrounds, um, we can't learn it from home because the people that are teaching us don't know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. But what you said is very important, Peter. What happens is people go through the process of, of education mm. or even higher education, um, you know, do the academia. But then what happens is then they're thrown into the real world. Mm. You're thrown into this real world where you have financial responsibilities hmm. that you have not been prepared for. Mm. You know, you don't know what it's like to, uh, let's say, pay rent or to have a mortgage or you probably don't even know what mortgage is. Mm. you know oh, um, that was another interesting let's say we died on the on the program you know oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah. young people about mortgage but yeah sorry, okay. yeah 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 one of the um the, the workshops was uh, focused on the mortgages and you find mm. that young people don't know what mortgages are mm. they've heard of it but they don't actually know what it is and how it works and, and to be really honest even me i didn't know what mortgages were yeah until. yeah until we was going through the process right <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> So it's it's just one of those things. Um, it's it's yeah. We don't want it to be a case where you only you're reactionary. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. You know, everything's a reaction, um, and and you're not prepared for it. You know, 
uh, and again, this, this is not just about the young people as well. I find that it actually happens to everybody. A lot of people don't even know how to protect their wealth, their wealth. You know, so don't even know about uh, the the impact of having life insurance on having or having a will written, uh, maybe having an inheritance tax plan in place, estate planning, that kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, those things can be covered a bit later on in life, but especially the, the early stuff like having a budget in place, saving for a, your first home, mm. how to deal with debt is a big one. I think that's a huge one actually because many many young people actually come out of um, education in already in debt. Mm you know, from student loans and that kind of stuff. And they don't even know the difference between, let's say, having a student loan debt and having consumer debt. Mm. Um, a lot of young people are targeted for credit cards as soon as they hit the age of 18. They don't know nothing about credit or how to use it effectively. You know, so they might take on these credit cards. They may, they see overdrafts and say, what? Free money. Hmm. Well, it's not free money. What they think it is, because that's, that's what it sounds. It's like, oh, it's just an overdraft. It's mm. just a draft. You know, you can just pay it back. They don't know what interest is. They don't know that interest is also compounded um, either for you or against you. Mm. You know, when we talk about compound interest, and I think that's one of the topics as well, that's a big one that lights up people's eyes when we talk about the, the benefits of compounding, you know, compound interest and how do you can earn returns on returns and really grow wealth exponentially over a long period of time. That's one that lights people's eyes up. You know, by just contributing consistently a small amount of money for a long period of time and earning a good return, you can really grow wealth over time. And they get excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. And we walked through them, the actual compound interest calculator um, and the power of starting young, um, which is so important. And for our listeners, we do actually have an episode on the power of compound interest. Um, you know, sometimes we, we usually just refer to our episodes, but seriously, if you haven't heard this one, you need to go on and check that out. That's episode 66. It's also the episode that we actually have on YouTube. So if you go on YouTube and type in Woke Finance, you should be able to see that episode, the power of compound interest and me and Jax literally do a live demo of using that compound interest calculator and you can see how just by putting a, a, a certain amount aside every month how that can really build up um, over time as well so now do check that um, episode out yeah yeah and then obviously um, the young people and people just generally need to understand that compound interest can work against you as well you know mm. when we're talking about debt and again, young people don't even know what APR stands for, all these percentages that they see quoted on their debts, you know, whether it's paying for a car or, uh, you know, using a credit card. They don't know what it means, you know, so they might take out the debt not knowing that they are, they're basically <laughs> signing a death wish, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, that's why we think it's very, very important for young people to really, really uh, be educated with personal finances because it's not something that's just you know we don't study personal finances for fun and i think sometimes when we talk about personal finance unfortunately some people think you only learn about personal finance if you want to be rich mm. uh, or wealthy and not everybody has that desire to be rich or wealthy and that's okay and, and that's fine but that's not why we study personal finance personal finance is a life skill hmm. you know it's something that's part of your life um you know it's personal it's personal finance you know and it's and that's, that's why we think it's something that we should take seriously. Um, and there's different components of personal finance that we need to uh, target and, and talk about, whether it's debt, budgeting, investing, all that kind of stuff, to really understand that, yes, we are people that um, are living a life that personal finance plays a huge role and we should take it seriously. And that's why we even use slogans such as intentional and proactive mm. when it comes to our personal finances. 
No, I love it, man. Love it, man. Um, Jax, we've obviously also delivered um, programs as well, um, which essentially are not just one-off workshops, but where we invite young people um, onto our program. Um, and we do a series of session over a month, for example, with our young people. And I think why I've, why I've seen the benefits of that is that longer term work with the young people, allowing them to reflect after a, a session one week, coming back to us the next week and with armed with questions because they've also gone away and done their research. You know, you get questions from 16, 17 year olds asking, like, should I take out life insurance and stuff like that? Uh, where's the best time to start investing? Is investing in crypto? Is that invested? All of that stuff. Um, what's the difference between ETFs and stocks and stuff like that? So you get all sorts of questions um, from young people. And what I always see is that young people are so inquisitive. They have something to contribute. They have value. They want to learn. They want to develop. Um, they want to get on this journey and, and and develop areas in their life as well personal finance being one of them so it's almost a win-win for us whenever we deliver our workshops or programs yeah well that's it that's the truth you know at world finance we take a very much asset-based approach and uh, mm. young people are the assets that's um so even as we deliver programs of course we we are educators we love to educate but ultimately we want to hear more from them um, we want them to communicate. We want them to share their ideas. Um, so we don't, you know, I would say that um, I've done a bachelor's degree and a master's degree and at no point did I enjoy lectures. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, and I feel like I learned much more by, um, you know, in, in university we used to have these uh, tuitions where we, it's like seminars, small smaller seminars, mm. where we go into groups of, let's say, four or five um, and then we actually do some, some exercises and we get to talk and that kind of stuff. I learned much more from those sessions than the actual lectures. And I think that's how young people are. And I think most people are, to be really honest. Mm. So um, during our sessions, I absolutely enjoy the times where they are just engaging and they're giving us like, their examples and they're asking questions. And some questions are, of course, you know, no question is, is silly. Mm. No question is stupid. And we made that very, very clear. But it, get, it gets me really excited when I ask questions that are quite, quite educational. It's like, mm. oh, that's even challenging me. Mm to really, really find the answer. Um, and again, at World Finance, what we do is, you know, whilst we have the knowledge, um, we, we are experienced people. Uh, we've gone on our own journeys and stuff, but it's not everything that we know. Mm. And so we don't just tell people, this is the answer. Mm. Um, if we don't know it, we'll say we don't know, but we'll try and find out for you. Um, and I think even they love that. They love the idea that, you know, we are normal, we are human beings, you know, and we are all on the journey. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, the programs are so interesting and, you know, just hearing from young people who seem very interested in something that t- took even me a very long time to gain that huge interest is, is very fulfilling. Now, Jax, we've done workshops over the years. We've done workshops and programs to young people um, in primary school. For those in the UK, um, that primary school age, I think, is from age six to age 11. But we worked with year six students, so they were age 10 and 11. But the majority of our work we've done was all secondary school, so mainly 13 um, year olds, right up to 21. We've done a lot of work with um, you. Uh, university or those in college or left college and just working full time but under the age 21 and under um, and one of the thing, uh, areas of work that we've done Jax which we're not going to go into it now because I think this is a whole episode in itself but 
we actually have delivered um, a work to inmates in prison. Um, and I want you uh, to maybe, if you want, maybe reflect and on one thing, because I think this deserves a whole episode of itself, on one thing that you learned from our experience in prison. Yeah, I remember that experience very, very well. Um, and, you know, of course, when people hear that you're going to speak to inmates, it's like, oh, my God, you got to speak to criminals. Um, but, you know, I think the first thing that I recognize is, is human beings are human beings and you can't judge people. Yes, they've already been judged and they are serving time for whatever they've, they've done. Um, but they are, they are still human beings. And one thing um, that really, really, really stuck with me is a lot of the decisions made crime-wise still comes back to personal finance. Mm. It comes back down to the lack of education, lack of understanding, even mindsets. You find that, um, for example, getting rich quick, trying to get rich quick, that mindset of trying your best to make quick money is, is, is obviously usually ends up in crime. Mm. Um, and, and so it was that recognition that, you know, Crime is there, and sometimes we don't know where it exists. But like I said a bit earlier, when you look at environments where there is a huge gap between the wealthy and, and, and those suffering, those in poverty, you find that crime is high. You find that, so there's a huge link between the lack of financial education, financial inclusion, and crime. Hmm. Um, but of course, yeah, and, and it's about just educating them as well to um, let them know that, look, um, crime is not the only way. It's not the only way um, and it's not easy. You know, there are consequences as they would know. Um, and actually there are many, many, many uh, ways to start building a healthy financial life um, legally. Um, and and, and it, can, it can be done. And I think sometimes people don't believe it can be done unless you do, you do take that route, but it actually can be done if you are prepared um, to work, to get more educated. Love it, love it. Um, and same way you can write a dissertation in terms of why young people should get involved in, well, should develop their knowledge around personal finance. Um, I could do so around, you know, um, working in prisons because that's, uh, you know, part of my uh, background and journey. I've spent many years working in um, prisons across the UK in a work capacity, um, but also from a ministry capacity doing prison ministry as well. And I definitely have some thoughts to share on our experience delivering um, personal finance um, uh, to inmates as well. So I'll definitely be sharing that on the episode when we kick it out for our listeners. But um, stay tuned to the for that episode to, to our listeners. And uh, Jax, thank you very much for that. That's been super, super useful. I'm looking forward to continuing this discussion and breaking bread um, and just sharing with our listeners, man. So hopefully it's been useful for our listeners as well. Um, we're going to give a shout out to an area where we're getting listeners or new listeners or we just haven't given a shout out before. Um, and this area is called Hermosillo, which is um, a city in the center of northwestern Mexico, northwestern Mexican state of Sonora. So um, we're going to give a shout out to this place called Hermosillo. Oh, you're, you're laughing because you probably have pronounced it wrong again. Yeah, of course <laughs> I have, and I can only apologize to my team <laughs> queen, Hermosillo. 
goodness. Um, no, I saw Mexico or is it Mexico? Some people pronounce it as. Um, I've never been there. It's it's actually on um my my bucket list. I definitely want to visit um the country. But yo, welcome to Walk Finance. Um, my name is Jax. I'm here with co-host Peter. Come on. And on this channel, what we talk about is personal finance and everything related to finance. Um, of course. Our actual work. So World Finance is actually a, a community interest company. It's a social enterprise. So it is a company that was first formed to educate young people on personal finances, as you would have gauged from this episode. Um, but aside from that, we do have this podcast that is targeted at everybody where we just continue the conversations of things that we would have liked to know, things that we do know, and things that we're learning when it comes to personal finances. So I hope you're enjoying the journey. I hope you're getting tons of value. And if you are interested in continuing the conversation with us, you can also join our patron. Uh, the link will be in uh, the description uh, so that you can join us and have more conversations with us and we can learn more together. Brilliant. Fantastic. A shout out to you again as well and to our listeners all over the world. We got loads of episodes in tune for the remainder of, well, the second half of 2022, which is soon upon us. So do stay tuned. Lots of guest speakers, lots of different topics and lots of relaxed discussions like this coming ahead. So keep staying tuned, keep doing what you're doing, showing your support and all of that good stuff. And remember all, stay woke.